Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. It's The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry. It's time for another installment of music in their own words. It's our series with musicians who give us a window into their art and their work. How can I be moved when everything is moving? It's about wanting to step off the, the train, wanting to like have a moment of stillness, be able to absorb the enormity of life, but of course not being able to. My name is Amelia Meath, and I am a producer and songwriter in the band Sylvanesso. Sylvanesso is an electronic pop band made of two members, myself and Nick Sanborn, the main composer. Nick wasn't able to join us this time, but his presence is unmistakable in every aspect of the duo's latest album, including its title. It's a reference to Sanborn's nickname, No Rules Sandy. The album gets a physical release on January 20th, and Amelia joined us in the studio. It's a jump to rise. Lift off right now Don't know how to swim in the air Come on now, teach you how Three words that I would use to describe No Rules Sandy Immediate Vulnerable Electric Let me help you Let me fight Let me remember how to live my life The way that we made the record was really fast Nick and I got in our car on the 1st of January in 2022 and drove to Los Angeles from our home in North Carolina. We set up a little studio in a rental. Then this wave of Rona hit and everything got canceled. And Nick and I just started waking up every morning and we would try to write a song. We kept on writing a song every day. We've never written songs at that speed. And because of that, like I've never written lyrics this fast. Most of the ways that I write songs has been very curated. All of a sudden, it was just like, no, 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 first thought, best thought, truly. There's a song called How Did You Know, about me having known how to take care of myself as a small person, or like figuring out how to give yourself the love that isn't necessarily provided for you. on recreating the creative like fugue state in which this record was made and because of that I didn't ever really want to leave a pause because truly there wasn't a pause for us I wanted the record to sound seriously dense with everything that we had been surrounded by I wanted there to be no silence between the songs. We both went through all of our voicemails and found things that were sent during that time. A voicemail from my dad. There's like the sound of a street in Las Vegas. The detritus of being a person with ears and walking around, like all of the all of the wild sounds that we're surrounded by that we don't identify as music very often. Oh, I can't stop ringing. 
my favorite thing about working in audio is that it's like working in collage and that like you cut something out of a paper and then you're left with like the the negative the shape of the thing that you just cut out and like that is just as interesting as the shape itself We kept on realizing that we had accidentally put roadblocks in front of ourselves, like trying to make a very commercially viable pop song or like make better music than we've ever made and also like fighting our own fear. So with this one, the rules that were being disregarded were both editorial rules, but also just trying to go where the joy is. seeking the way it feels as opposed to like the structure of the song looking perfect because we've agreed on how that's how we write them it's become much easier but also it means that like when you split the song into its parts it just looks like absolute chaos Sandy was doing improvising and I found the chorus truly just mumbling and Sandy was like, yes, yes, that's it. And then I realized that the song was going to be about, I write songs about a dance party of your dreams a lot. Echo Party, a place that you're trying to get to that is euphoric where all of your friends are that you have yet to make and they're all raging and like when you walk in the door everyone will turn and shout hooray it's basically like a labyrinthian tale i wanted it to be in a subway system that was abandoned if you're in like a, a tunnel system hearing where the echo's coming from and you follow it I'd like to talk about Cloudwalker, my favorite song on the record. Cloudwalker, it doesn't make sense, but you've done it so many times, so we accept. And Cloudwalker is about the absurdity of plane flight. Also just the wild decadence of being able to have a cocktail in the air and everyone on the plane believing that the plane will fly through the air, and so it does. The weird, the divine that is found within collective human intention. Nick made this beat that's unlike anything that he's ever made before that I loved and he did not like and I had to really work hard to convince him to keep it and because of that I like wrote a small but very catchy chorus for it so that he would feel like he couldn't throw it away
We've been working together for almost 10 years. And we can pretty much say anything we need to to each other. I mean, we still offend each other all of the time, but there's a lot of trust there. It's like we invented a dance, and we are really good at doing it together. But you've done it so many times, so we accept. Hold that breath, move as one, step in step, then go. Hold that breath, feel the sun. More coming up from Amelia Meath of Sylvan Esso, right after this. About 600,000 people go missing every year in the U.S., prompting family members to become amateur detectives. On the trail of one missing person is journalist Tanya Mosley. Why do you think you hesitated when we first met in telling me the full details about your mother's disappearance? It's heartbreaking. I didn't want to break your heart. I'm Kai Wright. Tanya Mosley joins me next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry, and I'm passing the mic to Takeaway producer Mary Steffenhagen. She sat down for more with Amelia Meath of Sylvan Esso for a look at the duo's latest album, No Rules Sandy. I know on your last album, you stepped into doing more producing. Is that something you continued with, No Rules Sandy? Yeah. I like kind of used the last album as a way of talking about how I was stepping into producing, but I think... I have been producing this whole time. It never occurred to me that the thing that I was doing, organizing and shifting and moving the way that the sound feels, I've been doing that for this entire time. But I always just thought it was me having an opinion. And of course, that is production. So like last record, I was like, I have stepped into producing, but really it's that I stepped into owning my role. On that theme of owning a role, your own sort of stage presence has evolved. I feel like you've danced more openly and your outfits have become more like maximalist and big and you just seem to be like taking up more space and I'm wondering if if you see it as an evolution. I had always wanted to be wearing eccentric outfits and dancing all over the place. Part of it is that when you're a duo, Nick and I are already in a kind of stereotypical situation and that like I am a femme vocalist and he's a producer and I was very self-conscious of that when we first began. And also I come from the DIY space, so like the idea of me like looking very glam and him just being like a guy in jeans was not something that I wanted to participate in. So I like kind of dulled my own presentation down to make it be like, no, we're just like two guys who are in a van and we get out of the van and like create this incredible party. That's what we do. Um, once people started looking at me more, I began feeling the pressure to present in a more, the you know, having a body is horrible in general. Um, but um, like the, the pressures of having to present that body and be like, also the fact that like in order to sing, I'm like singing the imprint of my insides to people and m- moving my little weird self all over the place. How to make it so I felt more comfortable. Costumes have been incredibly helpful with that. To me, the the louder I look on the outside, the more comfortable I feel on the inside. But I started giving myself permission to do that. 
with these shows. And once I like got over the complete overwhelm of the shows got really big really fast. And with that came a lot of pressure to look beautiful and look like I had considered what I was wearing was very large. And then I just started having fun with it. At this point, my favorite thing to do is to try to figure out how to have as many different silhouettes as possible, wearing like a big giant trash bag that's see-through that you can like kind of see my body through, but also, so there's like always two things. That feels the safest to me. Did the costumes make you then feel more like yourself or a certain part of yourself or like someone else entirely? I think they make me feel simpler. Also, like the thing I'm really most comfortable wearing is like a leotard. It's like I'm like at my own ballet dance recital when I was six. Like that feels great. Is there like a sound that's sort of like your earworm that you feel like you have to you have to have in everything that you do? For a long time, we like really heavily relied on a like an audio transitional cheat that we called shoops. Anytime we're transitioning between like a verse or and a chorus, or like anytime anything dramatic is happening, we'll add like a tape hiss that we raise in volume, so it goes like shh. And with no rules, we we kind of stopped doing that because the songs were coming so fast that we weren't really spending that much time on the minutia of the energetic shifts. I have a lot of like lyrical themes that are embarrassing to me because I just keep on like there's some metaphors that I just love talking about. Like I really love talking about circles, um, and or like uh, like I really like talking about neon. There's just some words that I really gravitate to and some images that I really like. Running on train tracks. Dance party in a subway. Dance party in a subway, yeah. You and Nick have both continued to work on projects outside of Sylvanesso. How important do you feel like having those separate endeavors is to your creative partnership as Sylvanesso? It's really nice to be able to feel what we are independently. Because we've been writing songs together so closely for so long, sometimes it's hard to tell what's him and what's me. And when we have independent projects, I can like see Nick and I can see me. I can identify what parts of our collaboration are, are whom. Though honestly, at this point, we've adopted all of the things that we like about each other's process into our own processes. So like there's a third partner that we have that's just him and I together. That's Amelia Meath, one half of the pop duo Sylvan Esso. Their new record, No Rule Sandy, is out now. 